That's right. It's time for another old fashioned podcast starring your host, Jason Courtney, and always my co-host and chief engineer, Mr. Olin Hyde. How's it going today, buddy? I am uh, doing excellent today. It's nice and cool in the podcast room. It is because it's cool outside, or at least it started off cool. It warms up through the day here in Florida, but it is uh, it is pretty nice. Got a, a highly sought after bourbon to drink today. Very highly for some reason, but <laughs> as you heard in our preview video, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Blanton's. It's not awful, but it's not like it's not anywhere as good as what people make it out to be. So people just love the the horse on top, which we got the letter T for Blanton. So the, they all have a little letter underneath the right foot of the horse. And okay. so you can spell out Blanton's with your oh lids. Yeah. So that's uh that's I think it's one of the reasons it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, fancy bottle yeah it looks like a grenade yeah and uh so this is distilled by blanton's distilling in frankfort kentucky um this one was bottled on february 11th 2021 it is from barrel number 51 rick number five at 93 proof so 46 rack rick says from barrel 51 on rick number five Bottled by hand at 93 proof, 46.5% alcohol by volume. The bourbon whiskey dumped on 211.21 from barrel number 51, stored in warehouse H on Rick number 5. Oh, Rick House. Oh, okay. Individually selected, filtered, and bottled by hand. Thanks. So, Blanton's. All right, here we go. So, we have not pre-tried this, although you've had it before. I have had it. I'm going to put it on par with the Elijah Craig we had. No, it was nowhere near that bad. Like Elijah Craig was awful. I didn't want to drink it. This I'll drink. It's, it's good. It's not overwhelmingly great, but it's, it's a solid to me. It falls in somewhere under Woodford. I would I rather drink Woodford yeah, than yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. So uh, like I said, nowhere near uh, Calumet Farms or anything on that level what was the other the old scout Would you put it like old scout category yeah but in old scout normally flavored i think that's one of the things that throws off old scout but yeah i would agree not a hundred dollar bottle no not by any means Mm-mm. so if you're buying it secondary you're gonna pay a hundred but you're right a calumet farms far superior far superior well, good news is we found out what we're talking about before the podcast started. <laughs> yeah, if you watched the preview video, you saw that we were a little lost. We weren't ready. So we discuss a day in advance what we're going to discuss. And sometimes we remember, sometimes we don't. But we went back and looked at our notes from yesterday's meeting. And we are talking about turning the ship. Yeah, got to get back on track when you're off track. So that's important. And it's something that's extremely uh real in our lives right now right as evidenced in the preview video <laughs> yeah yeah so we uh we're a little all over the place right now we've got a couple of trips coming up we just got back from a few trips we have a lot of different things going between scooters coffee office pride and other projects it's just there's a lot of things going on in all of our lives and sometimes we get a little off track and yeah head towards an iceberg yeah so it's you know it's like the titanic I think that's a good analogy. It takes a little bit of effort to get the ship turned. It doesn't just happen on a dime. You know, it's not like uh, 
our sport boats that we have where we go out on the river and you can just turn real fast and cut back the other way. Like it takes some planning to turn the ship. Yeah. Yeah. It takes some planning and time, right? That's why the Titanic wasn't able to miss it. Even though they saw it coming, they're like, turn, turn. And they couldn't turn fast enough. They waited too long. I mean, that's a good, we didn't, as you guys know, I like to have talking points and our talking point was, getting back on track. We didn't, we didn't have anything else, but you know, I think that's a good first point is to avoid big obstacles like that. You do have to be looking down the road and realize when you're getting off track so that you can make a correction before you hit the iceberg. Absolutely. And that's why I like to wing it. Cause great things come from that. See, look, we would not have, <laughs> we would not have thought of that great point. If we would not have winged, we it. wouldn't have. Nope. nope. So, we're looking out into the future. And so some of the things that we're focused on right now are training. You know, we talked about that in the three T's. It's one of the most important is yeah. training. And so we're you're highly focused on that right now with the new director of operations in Pensacola and the ops team. And yeah, we have a new supervisor. We have someone trying to move up into a, a different position. And so there's a lot of development of people going on and it does take a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're not planning, we wait too long and then we're, we're up Creek without a paddle. Well, it, another good ship example. I don't know if you read recently that, um, the Bonham, Bonham, Hammer, Bonham, Bonhoffmer, the ship that burned over in California last year, the Navy ship. Yeah. So they released the results on the study and they basically said it was built poorly. No, no, no. Actually it was not the ship's fault as an entity. It was the commanders and those underneath them. So they weren't training well, on firefighting techniques. They weren't making sure that the ship was maintained well so that when they needed the equipment that it would work. And so there were just a number of failures, but mostly around people that happened that allowed this ship to burn. All right, we're gonna chase a little rabbit. So I don't watch a lot of live TV. I watch a lot of shows on like Amazon Prime, you know, football I watch live, but don't watch a lot of live TVs. Well. And I definitely don't watch a lot of uh, um, reality TV, but there is a show that I like on Bravo and it's called, oh, what is it called now? I can't even think of it. I don't even know where you're going. It's about boats and uh, they rent them out and they take these yachts out uh, below deck is what it's called. Below deck. Yeah, it's a comedy. And there's, it's a, it's a reality TV show about these people that rent like they pay a hundred thousand dollars to go out on a yacht for four days and be waited on and hand and foot and go ride jet skis and, you know, Jamaica and Guadalajara and all these fancy places. Guadalajara. And yeah. I just, I, it okay. sounded fancy. Right. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so they were doing some fire drills the other day while they were waiting on a charter to show up and it was an electrical fire in the kitchen and they put it out with a hose. And so Captain <laughs> Lee, who does not put up with any BS, he's like a no nonsense guy. He's like, congratulations. You put out the fire and electrocuted two members to death. Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> He's like, you got to know what you're fighting. You got to know what you're doing. And, and I think that relates back to what we're doing. We have to know what fire we're fighting, right? We have to know what iceberg is ahead so that we can attack it properly. So as we are addressing the fire, if it's an electrical fire, we don't want to use water, right? If it's a grease fire, we don't want to use water. Like they're not good for that. These aren't, those aren't good. Pretty much any fire on a ship, you don't want to use water. Yeah, no, that's why they have 
different powdered uh, fire extinguishers and yeah. uh, carbon, you know, that's yeah, the foam generating. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you have to like the Titanic, if they'd been paying a little bit more attention down the road, right. And saw the iceberg sooner than they could have turned in time to miss it. So, you know, that's a key point for getting back on track is you have to be vigilant to see when you're starting to veer off track. Yeah. And catch it early. Cause if you don't, and this is where we talk about with goals and planning, you know, Mark Charles used to tell us all the time, you know, without a roadmap, any road will get you there, right? You can make it to Seattle from Pensacola without a roadmap, but I guarantee you'll make it a lot faster with a lot less gas if you have that roadmap. So, and that's what we've got to do. So if we're not, if we don't know where we're trying to get, we don't know when we're off course. We don't yeah. know that we've taken a wrong turn and that we've drifted, you know, three degrees, which over the course of 200, 300 feet isn't a big deal. But when you turn that into two or 300 miles, miles, you're miles off track, you're miles off track. Like you could be aiming for Europe and end up in Africa. If you're off by five degrees over the course of the, the Atlantic ocean. Yeah. So you have to know where you're trying to get before you can realize that you're off course. And that's one of the things that we've put in place, or at least tried to put in place that We have a really strong scorecard for the organization and we have really strong rocks. So every quarter we're moving one step closer to our goal for the end of the year. So we're not waiting until the end of the year to see how we did. We hit the iceberg. We're measuring that every week with our scorecard. And then once a quarter we're going, all right, did we complete our quarterly rock? And are we taking one step closer? Do we need to back up and punt and figure this out? Yeah. And that's, that's the things that we do. We build out the milestones. So we know weekly, we build out the rocks. So we know quarterly. And then if we hit our annual goal, we know why, if we don't, we know why. Right. Well, and it shouldn't be a surprise. It's not a surprise to us. It's not, it's not, we know that we're not hitting it. And we try, sometimes we'll make adjustments through the year to try and get back on track. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This isn't saying, Hey, if you know you're off track, you can fix it. Sometimes you just, you're not good enough. Sometimes you don't have the skills needed. You know, I'm sure you look at the Jets who are a struggling franchise of a system and Gary V wants to buy them. And I don't know that that would help at all, but (laughs) they know what's wrong, but they can't do anything about it. They don't have the skills positions to be able to fix it. They don't have the coach that can fix it yet. And so that's knowing is only half the battle. Then you have to actually put in the work and get it done, right? Sorry, all I heard was Captain Planet theme song in my head there. <laughs> Captain Planet? No, no, no. That wasn't Captain Planet. Who's knowing is half the battle? That was uh, G.I. Joe. Sure. You're dating yourself a little bit. I am. But, but that's okay. I don't mind dating myself. People know that I'm an old But you're married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. We digress. But yeah, so knowing is only half the battle. You have to put in the effort and the work and you know, do the things that are necessary in order to correct it. And you have to be willing to have a team, right? It's, it's a lot easier to fix things when you have a team that will help you than trying to, to do it by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's learning from all the different times that you do get off track. Cause that's what trains the team, you know, just like the fire drills, the more often that you course correct and are like, Hey, as we're getting off track, here's how we fix it. The the faster and the better your team is to respond and get the organization back on track. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those things when you're trying to push a car, right? You ever had a car that stalled out on the the bridge in mobile? <laughs> yeah. You're welcome for that. Um, 
the more people you have, the easier it gets, right? There was a car that stalled the other night in front of a, a buddy of mine's house. We were outside smoking a cigar and the car stalled and we helped push it out of the way. There was like four of us and it was really easy work. It was nobody really had to try too hard. But if it had just been me, I still could have moved it, but it would have been a lot harder. Yeah. You know, trying you know? to time it, push it, jump in, steer yeah. it, stop it. Yeah. So when you have that team helping you to push, it, it makes it a lot easier. You can turn faster, right? It doesn't take you as long to turn. Suddenly your Titanic turns into the jet boats that we have. If you have enough people that are willing to help you make that correction, right? right. The longer, the, the less people you have supporting you in that turn, the harder it is, the longer it's going to take. The more people you can get on board and behind you to push, the faster it will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, thinking through all of the different things we've talked about and getting back on track, I think sometimes you have to just know you're going to hit the iceberg and you have to try to minimize the damage. And we had a little bit of that last year. Like we had a goal. We have an SBA loan in the business and we were going to pay it off. However, then COVID came along and I'm sure everybody knows businesses. There was a lot of uncertainty around how that might potentially affect our financial situation. So rather than take extra money to pay off this debt, we just said we're potentially about to just plow into an iceberg and we don't know how bad it's going to be. So we changed our our goal, or I shouldn't say we changed our goal. We changed what we were going to do. We left the goal in place, but we knew at the end of the year, we're not going to hit this because it was more important to save the cash for any potential impact that we might have from COVID than it was to pay down that loan. Because at the end of the year, we needed to still be in business, not be debt free. Absolutely. And that, and that was a, a pivot point we made and, and it worked. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you just have to be willing, like you said, to brace for impact and then do the necessary thing. That's things. right. All engines reverse, you know. You, yeah, just try to make it not sound as, the collision alarm. <laughs> yeah, try to make it as, as least impactful as possible. And we were able to do that. And and even today, you know, I mean, we were working with training the new DOO and we're off track, right? We're about two months behind. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody's panicked. Nobody's yelling, screaming. Once again, it's not, you know, it's how do you handle you know, failure, you don't yell and scream and, you know, make people afraid of it. You coach yeah. through it. You What's your law enforcement training, you know, slow is fast, fast is slow. Yeah. Like we didn't except smooth, fast is smooth, smooth is fast. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Slow, <laughs> fast, fast can't be slow and slow can't be fast, but uh, fast is smooth. Smooth is fast. Yeah. There you go. So it, it's that, right. It was slow down. Let's make sure that we don't rush through this and do it poorly. Let's, let's do it right. Let's do it Right. And then as we nail that, we can then begin to speed up that process and get back on track. Yeah. And once again, instead of coming, what the heck is going on? And I almost cussed, but we would have had a, <laughs> an, uh, e on an E on our, I don't want those E's. So what the heck is going on? Why aren't we on track? You need to work seven days a week until you get this back. Like all that does is create, you know, fear and dissension and nobody's, nobody wants that. But you come in, you say, hey, where are we at? Hey, we're two months behind, and I'm. this is the steps that I'm taking to get us back on track. We had to slow down to fix this area, but now that this is resolved, we're going to, hey, I trust you implicitly. Yeah. Thanks so much. We're, we're- well, and that's a big part of it. you know. So for you, if, if you're an employee and you've got a supervisor or, or an owner that comes to you and says, hey, why isn't this done? It's never good to say, I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> <laughs> my least three favorite words, right? So that that's what 
kept you from, you know, having curse words there, right? You came and said, Hey, why are we off track? And I knew yeah, what, you know, it's not a great situation. It's not what we wanted, No, but it was like, Hey, here's why we're off track. And I know that we're off track. We're working on getting back on track. And it was like, okay, like I'm going to, and it wasn't just lack of effort. Like, could we have done a little more? Sure. But it wasn't a complete like, yeah, F it. I'm not worried about it. Like it was, Hey, this other situation came up and we had to address all this. And if we didn't, we might not have yeah, as much. Our business to be able was going to suffer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was one of those, it was reasonable. It wasn't like, say if it was a complete, you know, well, we're off track because I didn't feel like working that hard this quarter. And, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of home stuff and I'll, I'll deal with it next quarter. Yeah. Or we like, lollygagged or. Yeah. That would have been a different conversation, but you had a reasonable, you know, ex- excuse. You had a, a reason, a logical reason that made sense that, Hey, we had to focus on the business here. So we couldn't focus over here. And once again, you knew what it was, you knew how to fix it and you'd already deployed the the tactics to fix it. So we moved on to what could the next iceberg be? Yeah. Which, like you said, it would have been a completely different conversation had it been. Well, I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh, we're off track. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might not have been a conversation we're having today because I'd have been upset. Yeah. We would have we would have gone away with a lot of the extracurricular. There would be no golf tournament tomorrow, no yeah. podcast, because that has to be the number one fo- focus. You know, we we talk about that on the regular is like. We do, we do a lot of extracurriculars. Um, we support a lot of organizations. We're doing a golf tournament tomorrow, Saturday. We're doing podcasts today. We did one last week to make up for the week that I was on vacation. All these different things. Those go by the wayside if we can't keep up with our primary focus, which is running a healthy organization. And yeah. we are able to 98.8% of the time. Like there's that 1.2% where we're, hey, this got messed up or hey we we were behind here but overall we we do what we're we set out to do your rocks are on track company rocks are on track the people that you oversee their rocks are on track so it's not a huge issue you know and i think that that's what we have to understand is that just because you have an iceberg ahead just because you're off track doesn't mean that you need to burn the ship and start over right like yeah it's it's okay it's gonna happen You just have to be able to take notes. Hey, how far off track are we? How do we get back? And then make those adjustments. When I think, you know, a comment you made is really like our our third and final point. And that's if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Like you can't turn the ship and get back on track. If you don't even know that you're off track, like if you don't have a destination and or an ETA and or a plan for how you're going to get there, then it's really hard to even know that your organization is off track and you might be in business for 10 years or work for a company for 10 years. And then all of a sudden you're like, what have I been doing for 10 years? Like, I thought I would be much further along in my life or my business would be much bigger than it is. But because you didn't have a plan, like you didn't have a destination, a goal in mind or milestones along the way to know, are you on or off track? Like you're just, Oh, I'm not that big. Like I was thinking I'd be a $10 million business and I'm a $1 million business. And, and I do want to apologize for you guys. The, uh, the point thing he's retired pastor, um, three points in a poem. So, yeah. So he always has to have, he always has to have points. He always has to have segments and not me. I'm just like, Hey, let's just freely talk about what works and what doesn't work. And I'm Googling a poem that we can tie into getting back on track. Oh, good, good. I always love a solid poem. So, but you know, it's one of those, 
we as a group have the ability to stay on track or get off track. But when we use the tools that we have provided to us, it's easier and we're more consistent and we get to our goals faster. Once again, getting off track doesn't mean you won't reach your goals. It just means that it may take you a little longer. You may waste a little more um, resources, right? So it could be fuel. It could be time. It could be money. It could be all of those things. So you just have to know what you're willing to exhaust in order to get back on track and and make those pivots. Um, you know, we've had times where we're way off track. We we've had employee retention goals that we've missed because we were a little too aggressive or we just weren't as advantageous on making that goal happen. Typically we're really good at hitting our revenue goals, but that's because we're very financially motivated. Um, and now that we see how those employee retentions tie into the revenue, it's, it's become a bigger goal for us also. So there's not a lot of great poems about <laughs> getting back on track. But I found a little quote here that we can end with today. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep from Robert Frost. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. That's <laughs> that might be the worst 20 seconds of podcast. history. <laughs> Robert Frost is a classic. He is, but yeah, that was uh, I don't know how that relates, but don't I get will lost say in the deep dark woods. It makes me yeah. So I will tell. I use this uh, a lot with our management. So I tell them like, "Hey, you guys are in the woods fighting the fire. I'm in the helicopter above, telling you where the fire is going, so that we can cut fire paths in advance, so that it doesn't jump over." And so we'll Look, we'll use that in. to close Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you've got somebody on top of the ship looking for the iceberg. Make sure you have somebody in the helicopter watching the fire. Those things are all going to be important for us to get out of our own way and get back on track. So. We want you to reach out to us at uh, old fashioned working whiskey at gmail.com. We want you to find us on Facebook, like us and message us. We also want you to like subscribe on Spotify, Apple podcasts, you name it. We're on there. And I think it's old fashioned podcast at gmail.com. So hopefully nobody's been messaging uh, old fashioned working whiskey at Gmail. Well, if you did, I'm so sorry. I'm Jason. That's Olin. We'll see you next time. <laughs>